The year is 2002. A colorful family film based on an established franchise of characters is filmed in Australia and released to meh acclaim. And it's not Attack of the Clones. No, and for the fourth week of October, we're continuing our spooky-ish theme and covering the 2002 live-action Scooby-Doo movie. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Mike? Where? Mike? Right. And hello, Josiah, and hello to you listeners listening at home in your car, on your iPod mini, on your iPod. wherever you're listening to us. Welcome to the podcast. This is How Star Wars Is It? This is How Star Wars Is It? And this week we are, no wait, first we have to tell you what the show is. This is what the show is. It's How Star Wars Is It? And what do we do? We rate things on a scale of 1 to 10, not of how good or bad they are, but of how Star Wars they are. Right. So what does that mean? Take everything Star Wars. Books, movies, TV shows, uh, which there's a lot of nowadays. Mix them all together in a big pot. That is a Star Wars chili. It's a 10 out of 10, and that is what we're comparing things to. Like chili? Like chili, Scoob. Um, That's Um, right. And we are are big Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island fans. And I would say, yes, there he is. And I would say we're Scooby-Doo fans in general. Yes. And today we're here to talk about the live action Scooby-Doo movie. Yes, from 2002 starring Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Linda Cardellini. Yep. And don't forget, one great Dane. Scoobert Do. Scoobert Roderick do that's not as middle now let's just jump into this welcome to the show you get it we're gonna we're gonna say how star wars scooby-doo is the 2002 movie and Mm -hmm. right off the bat it is a goopy cgi fucking mess that came out in 2002 Mm -hmm. so that's giving it points because another one of those that came out that year that was a goopy cgi mess was attack of the clones um which would you guess josiah got a higher rotten tomato score scooby hyphen do 2002 or star wars episode 2 attack of the clones 2002 oh that's a good question uh rotten tomatoes we're talking audience score um i don't know it's just like when you google the title of the movie it tells you the imdb score and the rotten tomato score i want to say scooby-doo has higher Scooby-Doo has lower, and it's by exactly half. No way. Attack of the Clones has a 65, and Scooby-Doo is 32%. (laughs) Woof-a-doofa. So, listeners, if you haven't seen the movie Scooby-Doo from 2002, you should uh, definitely check it out if you want to hear us talk all about it today, because it is a trip, and I, unlike Josiah, did not grow up watching this movie. I watched it for the first time very recently, and I'll tell you right off the bat here, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> I fully admit it is probably not very good. Um, but I think it kind of rules. Uh, but it's also a bad movie. And I am looking up the 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 audience score is 39% Rotten Tomatoes. And the critic score is 32. So no one likes right. this movie, which is strange. Um I guess it's not strange because I just watched it as a kid because I was, what, 10 when it came out? So I was the target market for this movie, and I loved it as a kid. I I rewatched it recently with Charlie, and... Had she seen it before? uh, Yes. Okay. Wow. Everyone hates the live-action Scooby-Doo movies uh, because the second one had got even worse, although slightly higher on the audience score. Very impressive. Yeah, these movies are, are silly. Hey, Charlie... Come here. We're going to get Charlie on the podcast real quick. Great. I, like we do now that we live yeah. together. You know, if you asked Red and you just gave her the microphone, she could be on the podcast. <laughs> That's true. If we only gave Red the microphone, she would totally be on the podcast. Um, Hello. Hi. So, babe, did you grow up watching this Scooby-Doo movie? No. Did, did, did you watch it? Had you seen it before? Maybe. Did you watch it with me? Yes. Did you think it was good? It was okay. <laughs> It was just no, okay. No. Yes. I would it say was okay. 
I would say, what's the what does Rotten Tomatoes say? It says the it's Rotten dog shit. It's <laughs> really bad. Okay, twenty two. No, thirty two. Thirty two. I wouldn't say that, but you know, if they kept the lesbian scene, I probably would really would say it's it like a, a lot yeah, more. it's like a sixty percent. I've got a lot to tell you about Mike. Um, bye. bye, bye, Charlie. I just wanted to see if she had seen it before when she was a kid. Yeah, so I, I, I think- know I had seen parts of it before, um, but I don't think I ever like watched it. Watched it, but um, I did slog through it recently. When I, I was, um, <laughs> I watched it when I had the day off because I was sick because the COVID booster fucked me. <laughs> Dude, yeah, 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 yeah. The COVID booster also fucked me this time yeah. around. It was the first time that it actually made me feel bad. Here's, here's what this movie looks like, bad. just right off the bat. It looks okay. like a mix between, or among, because it's not two comparisons. I'm going to use three. It looks like if Josie and the Pussycats, Spy Kids, yes. and the um, Ron Howard, How the Grinch Stole Christmas had a baby. Yes, that's very accurate. Like, it's got, like, built sets. It's, like, it's got, like, practical shit, and it has a whole 2000s-ass vibe. But boy, oh, boy, does it truly look like Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams, where they also go to, like, a CGI animated um, theme park. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You are not wrong. That is a very accurate representation of what this movie looks like. I And, and I, I think it looks whack, and I think we need movies today to do stuff like this movie did. Despite it yeah. looking whack, I think a movie needs to come out today that looks equally whack, but built by, like, craftsmen. <laughs> yes, everything in this movie, like, there are, so, I mean, that's some points. There, there are, like, I would say equal, equal parts practical effects and, like, practical sets and goopy cgi right. silly silliness because scooby is entirely cgi obviously because he's a talking dog he's jar jar binks um he's jar jar binks he's very silly in this um here's what i'll say here's what i'll say casting casting is dynamite incredible couldn't have done it better couldn't have done it better sarah michelle geller is daphne Mwah. linda cardellini is velma Great. Mwah. uh freddie prince jr as fred Mwah. Now, and in the career-making performance of Matthew Lillard as Shaggy, yeah. just like he is Shaggy. Stumacher found dead. Uh, yes. Matthew Lillard's obituary role has just been established. <laughs> yes, it is Shaggy. Yeah. And he's gone on. So, like, since then, um, he did it for the two movies, and then a couple of years passed, and then, like, he just started doing it for yeah, everything. Yeah, right. He's now the he Casey is, Case, or I suppose Billy West replacement. <laughs> yes, he is the, the new, not new, not new at this point, 20 years he's been playing Scooby-Doo. Yeah, insane. Or playing Shaggy. We, and the... There was the really shitty thing whenever the movie Scoob came out, and like the the uh, the way he found out that he didn't get that they didn't get him to play Shaggy was whenever they tweeted out, "Oh, look at this new movie that's coming out with uh, who is playing." Wasn't it Will Forte? It was Will Forte playing Shaggy, yeah. And Matthew Lillard tweeted like, "Oh, wow, this is a sucky thing to find out on Twitter. It would have been nice if they had reached out to me at all." Because he's been playing it for 20 yeah, years. Yeah, that's so bizarre. It's not like when they cast Michael Keaton as Batman and Adam West was pissy about it because it's like, you were on a different thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, I yeah, suppose yeah, yeah. is kind of, what you know, Scoob is they're all like babies or whatever, or, but... Or, or it's also like whenever, whenever, <laughs> whenever they cast Heath Ledger as the Joker and Jack Nicholson was, was also like, why didn't they come to me? And it's like, you're old! Yeah. You're very He's old. Like, you now. know where to find me, courtside at the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now yeah, let me do my is... Jack Nicholson. Okay, go ahead. That was my Heath Ledger. <laughs> that was your Heath Ledger. Yeah. The um, it's also interesting. I was talking to my little brother the other day about this movie because I was like texting him like if he'd watched it recently, and I, and then I made Charlie watch the sequel with me as well. Which the sequel is, depending on who you ask, the sequel the sequel is worse. Now the or monsters is, in that are they leashed? No, 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 no. They are unleashed. Oh shit! Yeah, you gotta watch out. I think the <laughs> the toy you got is in that movie. Mm. Um, yeah, Captain- listeners, go over to patreon.com slash howstarwasisit because yeah. uh, either this week or last week we talked about. Um, Two packages I got in the mail from eBay, and one was a Scooby-Doo villain that I'm holding up right now. You won't see the picture unless you go see it on our Patreon. <laughs> yes, you have to go to the Patreon to check it out. Um, I think he is. I think it's Captain, because he's Captain Cutler, right? Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if they will say the names of the Is that other the premise of the second one? It's ghosts. like Arkham gets opened up and all the old favorite villains all dash out and they have to go get them. Kind of. It's it's it, it, it's a little more it's it's so so the basic premise of the second one is that there is a uh museum opening up of of mystery inks like and of what they've done uh-huh. and so it has all their old ghost costumes that they like unmasked but then there's a new villain or an old villain i should say that is um there who is turning the costumes into real monsters i see let's 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 address that right now not necessarily that because i haven't seen the sequel but yeah the the monsters are real of this movie now yes. Longtime listeners may um, recognize the title Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island because we've, we've done an episode on it and we've talked about it maybe just once. Yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> one time for sure. But we both love that movie a lot. It is a perfect yeah. runtime. It is the perfect runtime. Yes. And it's the best movie. And in that movie, the big push, the big marketing was like, this time the monsters are real. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah. That's a bit of a ask of the audience of Scooby-Doo because yes. the monsters have never been real before. They're always a guy in a mask. Right. But they bend over backwards in the first act of that movie to be like, we've done the guy in the mask. Right. And we've been then there. they go to a place and they think it's just another guy in a mask. Who are we kidding? We're never going to find a real ghost. And they do find real monsters. They, they, they do so much legwork to get you there. This right. movie, I don't think, does the legwork to be like, oh, and there's just, like, goblins. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. And you know what Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island has on Rotten Tomatoes? What? 88%, Hell baby. yes. 79% audience, 88% critic. Uh, very good movie. Um, but, yeah, this movie, the monsters are real, and it you're right they don't necessarily do the legwork to like really set you up for that it's just kind of like ooh, there's a spooky mystery and then like all of a sudden there are these weird like dog looking goblin looking big monsters yeah they're like um they're like when jack jack from the incredibles turns into that like rage monster yeah, they look exactly yeah, yeah. like that yeah except with worse but, animation like, bigger yeah <laughs> Because <laughs> Jack, because right. the Incredibles actually looks good. Yeah, right. And now, in this one, it looks now, bad. Now, it's not to say that they didn't have opportunities to like build the reality of the world a bit more seriously. They had a full skateboarding sequence. Yes. They had um, Pamela Anderson. Yep, she's in it for the um, at the very beginning for some reason. They have a, a conspicuous shot aboard an airplane as Simple Plan is playing in the background of some punk rock looking guys. And I was like, that's probably Simple Plan. <laughs> um, probably. Uh, they, they, now, now. Yes. Talk about uh, using their time wisely, just because that's the, the bullet I'm on here. But we can get into like the plot of the movie if that's the way we want to kind of like uh, talk about it. Okay. But Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, and they and live. Uh, what's his face? What's that? What's that Keith other David. actress? Keith David have an eight-minute-long <laughs> knockdown drag-out fight in an alley in John Carpenter's They Live. <laughs> Widely Ooh. believed to be one of the best fights in film. I think it is too long, but I yeah. do get the idea that it's like this fight itself is a short story, like a short film with a beginning. Yes, middle <laughs> yes correct, correct, correct. This movie. Now, uh-huh. now, and the stakes of that are the protagonist wants an ally, wants a friend, and and the way to to convince that person to be his friend and to join him in the kind of woke side of the the story is to put a pair of sunglasses on his face. Yeah, there is a there is an emotional and and like intellectual objective, but there is also a physical objective. Hence the fighting. Right. No. What the fuck is the thing that we keep saying nowadays with uh, Ludo narrative dissonance? Yes, the 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 fact that they have a physical fight is warranted. Yes, and the fact that they have a fight in, at all is warranted because the stakes are high. In this movie, a similarly gratuitous thing happens between two friends, but there is no reason. There are no stakes. And it is a farting and burping contest. <laughs> <laughs> 
I knew you were going to bring up the farts. It is a bummer. <laughs> Bro, whenever he goes, I'm not stopping till you're first singed off. Uh, like, I, <laughs> if in 2002, when I was 11, if I had seen this at the ripe prime fart joke age of 11, I would have gone, boy, this is going on too long. <laughs> uh, sure, the first thing, yeah. funny, but funny. it has now crossed the line. <laughs> it, it goes a little too long. There, there is, this movie is not subtle in its farting jokes and it's and it's like sort of pure you know, like those subtle fart joke movies? you know when like there's a subtle fart joke when it's like, just you like know a when, little like, moonlight <laughs> <laughs> remember yeah, in yeah, whiplash yeah. when there were all those really subtle fart jokes? yeah 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 but um i should have just said this movie is not subtle because that that is but then is I this movie thinking, they live yeah uh i was also thinking about it and i was like it's an interesting adaptation because it's not uh, the casting is great like we said yeah the casting is perfect the characters are doing and the actors are doing a really good job with the characters so like it's not necessarily that the that the writing is bad but there's just some there's just some disconnect between the Oh, what, was um, what I was about to say, though, or what I maybe said, but it, I think got cut off, is this movie was written by James Gunn. Yes, yes, this movie was written <laughs> by James Gunn. This movie was uh, one of his early like successes, because um, even though this was not like critically reviewed well, it was like I'm did sure pretty... it made a million, a million, a million yeah. dollars. <laughs> it made only a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but. Uh, he also, I think, wrote the sequel or produced the sequel too, or something like that. Okay. But um, and and also, God, Scooby Doo is so much in the news recently because right. uh, Velma has been semi-confirmed in in universe yeah, of the like, of the. There's like two things happening simultaneously. There's like yeah. an adult animation show, a la um, Har Harley Quinn. Yep. Where all the roles are like race blind and Mindy yeah. Kaling is Velma and the show's called Velma and it's like a crass adult show and there's yes. no Scooby. Right. Not even worth getting into to be honest. But then there's that other thing that's like a Scooby-Doo Halloween special or something. Yes. Where it is, they keep saying like people are like, oh, Velma's a lesbian. It's confirmed. But also like anything I've read has been like where Velma has a crush on a girl and it's like, Okay, this sounds like some end of the Rise of Skywalker shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> like really pussy footing around. <laughs> it, it's not necessarily it, they don't say out loud. I'm a lesbian, right. or like I like women, but she like visibly gets like googly eyed at a woman, and right. so it's like that's what we are led to believe is like the con confirmation. Right. And James Gunn like tweeted, and and some other writers tweeted that like they had um, written Velma as a lesbian explicit explicitly. Uh, James Gunn said that like in, in the original draft of the movie. Velma was explicitly a lesbian, but then it got watered down into the draft that was shot, uh. which is the one that was shot was there. There are some deleted scenes, I should say, in which they play up the Boy, fact that like, what could have made it to the cutting room floor. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you, because I watched them all on the DVD. 41 more seconds of tooting. <laughs> Yeah, you missed it. You missed out, man. The the, the tooting gets really good. At, at at it's like the alley fight where at a certain point it starts getting good again, and that's what happens. With, that's what happens with the tooting. Yeah. Um, no. So there's a scene where it's like in the bar area right before the monsters like come for the first time and scare everybody, and Velma's drinking and she's like talking to that guy, and then uh, Daphne walks in and Fred walk in, and the camera pans to them both. And then Velma like gets this look on her face of like, <gasps> and she starts singing. You're just too good to be true. <laughs> Can't keep my eyes off of you. But you don't know who she's singing to. Uh, okay. It's like that, that they're being coy about like, is it to Fred or is it to Daphne? Got it. And like, they do, the they, they do that trick a couple times in this movie, both with yeah. Shaggy is what I'm thinking of. You see the mystery machine and smoke's coming out of it and Scoob yes. and Shag are laughing and then it cuts the inside and they're like grilling or whatever. Yeah, he's like, he's like, let's talk about toasted. But yeah. then they're like making eggplant burgers. And then, of course, the um, Isla Fisher character, Isla? Isla Fisher? Isla Fisher, Isla Fisher. Um, yeah. 
her name is Mary Jane, and he's like, like, that's my favorite name. Like, that's name. my favorite name. It's like, so, okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of, so here's, so so in Scooby lore, right, there is the idea that, like, Velma's a lesbian, Scooby and Shaggy are potheads, and Fred and Daphne are in love. Mm-hmm. But, and those are the things that were never made explicit. Or at least Fred loves Daphne. Fred loves Daphne. And those were the things that were never made explicit in any cartoon. <laughs> Treasure, <laughs> treasure. Those were never made explicit in any cartoon because, like, that would be inappropriate for a children's cartoon, right? right? Most of those things would be uh, not not all of those things would be totally inappropriate for a children's cartoon, but you can, especially for the time period yeah, in which like Scooby Doo cartoons, yeah. exactly, and the time period in which Scooby Doo cartoons were coming out, they would have deemed those things as very inappropriate. Um, there were which, probably parents at the time who were like. I don't like that shaggy guy. He's got that little goatee and he's got yeah. like a long shirt and he walks all wiggly. Like they, that was probably enough for them to be like, he's a damn hippie. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So this movie plays with those like three things a lot where it's like very coy about them. And it's like, does little jokey jokes about them, mm-hmm. but it never fully commits to him so much. And then like James Gunn went on to say that like, um, like she was originally uh, explicit lesbian in the the original cut or the original draft in the shot version it was like implied in the version that came out it's not even there and then in the sequel they gave her a boyfriend which the sequel uh, who is Seth Green Um, that's the same as being a lesbian (laughs) (laughs) oh your boyfriend is Seth Green your boyfriend yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong I feel like Seth Green is like the boyfriend that the girl has right before she realizes she is gay. Right. Of course. You know? Yeah. Because he's just like an, a small, unassuming man. Right. Which is, uh, that, that's like classic, classic stuff. Yeah. Um, but, so, I took a few notes. Yeah, I took what? a few too. I'm also looking here just for, for our film buffs out there, our box office buffs. This, this movie was shot with a budget of $84 million and it basically tripled it in its run. It made a uh, 275 million. Nice. Not bad um, at all. Reggae artist Shaggy is featured. Of course. Of course he is. It wasn't Because it me. is 2002 and also Shaggy. Yeah. Well, this is the other thing I was saying with, so, so, oh yeah, going back to talking about Matthew Lillard as Shaggy, like career yes, yes, defining yes. performance. I was talking with my little brother about the casting of the Velma, or we were talking about, um, like just in general, how to rebrand Scooby-Doo. And then it was funny because then like two days later, the Velma news came out and we were like, oh, they did exactly what we were talking about. Yeah, totally. Because we were trying to figure out, we were trying to figure out, uh, well, they did it in animation. We were trying to figure out, could you make a live action Scooby-Doo with the perfect cast as this one has, but with like nowadays actors? And we, we like couldn't figure out what the, the like, uh, uh, the one to one of each actor is like sure. it's like it's like impossible. We right. were like just you Eufor- like we were like maybe just the Euphoria kids. Is it just all the Euphoria kids playing the Scooby Gang? Is that what we do? Right. But then the one thing I did like we were like you know who who it is Zendaya is Shaggy, and Great. then we can make then we can make everyone mad because we race bend and gender bend. Yeah, and also but then and LeBron also, James I, is Gwangi and LeBron James <laughs> is Gwangi. <laughs> Oh man! But then, like when we were talking about it, I was like, "We're joking," but also, like, she does have Shaggy energy. Totally. Like her, her like MJ. I think character. she's also very um talented. I think she could play yeah. any one of these characters. She could. She could do any of these. Like she could be. Zen- she could be Fred. She could be Velma. She could be Daphne. She could be Shaggy. I do like her as Shaggy because I feel like her MJ character from the Spider-Man movies is kind of Shaggy esque. Sure. And I think she could do a good job. And then the Velma news dropped and because we, we basically were like, no matter what happens, if they ever rebrand Shaggy or reinvent Shaggy, he's got to be black. Because yes. that's like, like if it's not going to be Matthew Lillard, then you got to make him black. Right. And then the and then Velma news Sam dropped Richardson. and they got Sam Richardson, who is, <laughs> who is great casting. Who's great casting he's and a great a actor good, and a, such a funny actor. Guy. Yes. Like, have, did you ever watch Detroiters? No, I he's haven't. He's great in that, and he's great on Veep. He's like such a good oh, yeah, dumb yeah, yeah. guy on Veep. Charlie, that's how Charlie knows him because she watched like all of Veep. Yeah. And when I told him who they cast as Shaggy, she was like ah, Veep, and I was like, again, yeah, like Jack McBrayer found dead. Yes. <laughs> New dumb guy intern has entered the chat. 
And it is Sam Richardson. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, no, I think that that Velma show, I'm like cautiously optimistic for it. It seems like yeah. it'll be fun despite like um it being a dumb bad idea. <laughs> yeah, it's not the, it's not the best idea, but it might be good with the cast. Now, I on the Wikipedia happened to find okay. the funniest couple of sentences I've read all year, the year of our Lord 2022. Okay. In the accolades section of Scooby-Doo 2002, the following few sentences are all the accolades is and i'm just going to read it verbatim geller won choice movie actress comedy at the teen choice awards prince was nominated for a golden raspberry award aka a razzie for worst supporting actor but he lost to Hayden Christensen for star wars episode two attack of the clones no so first of all one Hayden Christensen is not a supporting actor in that. He's one of the leads. He's the but lead, yeah. I digress. This, here's, here's, here it is. These next two sentences. It was also nominated for another Razzie. Most flatulent teen targeted movie. But lost against Jackass the movie. No. It won the Kids' Choice Award for favorite fart in a movie. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> favorite fart like there are two different awards um organizations that have yeah. farting in their in their uh arsenal i guess so the most flatulent teen targeted movie but it lost <laughs> i can't believe it lost there's no way that jackass has more farts but than that it one won favorite fart of course it did insane. it's my favorite fart absolutely that's, insane that's so goofy i love that um well gosh we've been talking almost for 30 minutes about this movie yeah i was gonna say i have a few notes here um early on great joke even though it's a cliche i think these jokes are funny because they are cliche not they are funny and uh you know when you watch big bang theory and you laugh at the show yeah 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 (laughs) this is that yeah. yeah like there's a ghost right behind me isn't there (laughs) <laughs> yeah very good very good uh, funny um i wrote spy kids ass yep uh here's another thing i wrote that i did laugh out loud at ramburgers <laughs> ramburgers and you just keep saying it yes um and then the last two things i wrote one was i'll go research cults on the net i'll go research cults on the net 2002 very and 2002. then last but not least lol and the day is saved thanks to fighting <laughs> yeah yeah this yeah, movie yeah. has so much fucking fighting in it <laughs> well they, they which they is like... not a staple of scooby-doo but rather a staple of 2002 films yeah they they give daphne a new character trait which is like kung fu master right, or k- right. karate master she's a girl boss so she yes she gatekeeps she gaslights yeah she girl bosses yeah and she gets to have a big fight at the end with like a luchador. <laughs> yeah. This movie's so Fucking weird. Insane. <laughs> this movie is so weird. It okay. really has that like Joel Schumacher Bane energy, yeah. like like uh, Poison Ivy and Bane and Spy Kids and like yes. it, it does just have like it, it feels sort of like a kaleidoscope of vomit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the notes that I have are very few, but we've got um Pamela Anderson? Hmm. Shaggy is a vegetarian in this, which oh. there was actually a shift of between, and I can't remember when it happened. It might have been actually in this movie. Uh, oh, Shaggy's a veteran? Oh, what? Um, <laughs> like I was in the shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sha- so, uh, Cassie Case Casey Kasem made them make Shaggy a vegetarian because he was a vegetarian. Mm. And here's my top five meats I no longer eat. <laughs> so it was whenever he, the original voice actor returned in 2002, they made him a vegetarian to go with Casey Kasem, who was a vegetarian at that time because he Got wanted it. him to be. Um, a vegetarian so like in this one in this movie at the very it's beginning annoying. he's he's like uh 
when they're making the burgers, they're eggplant burgers. Uh, and so, like, if you notice throughout the movie, they don't actually eat any meat. And that's they, like and they, really anno- that's like uh, it's almost like the opposite thing of you know, like they hire a straight actor to play a gay character or whatever. It's like <laughs> the opposite. He's like forcing his shit onto the character. Like, be a performer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, so and then they also reveal that um, Scooby Snacks are vegetarian in I this mean, movie of course, too. Shaggy's eating him as much as the dog. <laughs> exactly, and they love him. Um, but anyway, that I wrote that down. Scooby Shaggy's a vegetarian, and Mr. Bean is in this. Uh-huh. Mr. Twice. Bean is in this. <laughs> yes, two te- technically two different characters. I wrote: Is the island stuff offensive? Oh, w- without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. There's some like weird like island lore, and there's like a voodoo man, and there's like um, I don't know, some like sort of tribal esque dancing that's like Ewoks. feels. Oh, yes, yes. That's And, hey, their big reveal at the end is there was a family member all along who was the bad guy. Oh, that's true. Not a father, but a cousin, I want to say, or like a nephew. And then I wrote the body changing stuff dash sexual awakening yes, for, jo- totally. for Josiah. Yeah. There I, is... I do remember seeing that scene as a kid and being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, boy, yo, yoing. <laughs> like Which, watching like, his... watching it now is very yucky. <laughs> yeah, the, I was like, <laughs> I was like, the, the, one of the, when I was talking to my little brother about how they couldn't make this movie today, I was like, cleavage is not in enough to make this movie today. Right. Because this movie has so much it cleavage very, in it. Yeah, like Velma at one point has like a plunging very plunging neckline, neckline which yes. is funny because normally she's in like a big old sweater um, well it's because she gets she, it's because she gets possessed by the monster yeah. and then has to be like a cool like, kid she's she gets turned into an obey yeah they live monster <gasps> holy cow this movie is this they movie live. is they live it's also it's also josie and the pussycats yeah it is oh yes because it's like what's turning... what's the um um, Parker Posey character's name in that movie? Oh, I can't remember. Can't remember either. But it's like so and so is jerkin. <laughs> yes, it's like making them, making the teens, yeah, uh, act right, Complicit, or the young adults, yeah. the young adults or, or, um, act right. Yeah, sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a note. This has nothing to do with Star Wars. Doesn't really have anything to do with Scooby Doo either. And I, it feels so mean. And it has nothing to do with her as a person. But there is not one thing I've seen Isla Fisher in where I think she's good at all. <laughs> <laughs> she does nothing oh, for me. <laughs> I mean, I saw her in, I think, this movie called Definitely Maybe, which I enjoyed. But that was like a weird rom-com from like 2008 or something. Mm. And I don't know if she's actually good in it or if I just thought she was pretty. Yeah, I, I think for me it's like I'm constantly aware she's an actor. Yeah. When everybody else is the character they're playing. I don't know. It's it's crazy. I don't I I couldn't point to someone else that I feel this way about. <laughs> wow. But anytime I see her I go, eh. <laughs> Wow. Really big, like strong what? what is that that weird block in my brain? Strong, strong opinions yeah, about Isla so Fisher stupid. from Mike. Very strong. Interesting. Uh, let's see if I wrote any other notes. Oh no, the other the other notes I have were from the sequel where Charlie said they make Scooby cry too much and it rips her heart apart because mm. uh, he's always going like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And then she also turned to me halfway through and whispered, this is a bad movie. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, they're, neither of them are very good. Here's a, here's a, I like um, them both. A classic Mike Bugaboo line read. Okay. Phone rings at the Tiki Bar. Guy with the eye patch says, yes. I got a phone call for Mr. Do. Mr. Do. And this little shrimpy stoner looking guy goes, uh, do you mean Melvin do? Yeah. And he, Scooby is standing right next to him and he goes, no, Scooby. And if he knew it was for Scooby. Yeah. He would have said like, I got a call for Scooby do, but he said, Mr. Do. So like the line read is he was told on the phone. They're looking for someone named Mr. Do, Mr. Scooby-Doo. You know, like, I don't know. Right. He's he's a bad phone answerer, period. But yes, if correct. the line read is Mr. Do, then the follow-up read for clarifying that he's not looking for Melvin is, no, uh, Scooby? Yes, exactly. Not, Scooby? I know Scooby, this dog right here. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it's this no dog. Uh, Scooby. 
Yeah, this hated dog. that read. Yeah, that was that was a bad read. <laughs> it's like um, it's God. There's so well, there were so many in there's there's like several in uh, Zombie Island yes, too that are yeah. that are wrong, I, um, which we've talked about before, and I can't remember what they I are. I can't right remember now. either. But Fred says one, which is like really yes. confusing because that guy's been doing voice acting for like a thousand years uh, <laughs> since the beginning of time. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. I know. I can't remember it either. All I can think of is treasure. It's it's not this, but it's something like that's what I was thinking, as opposed to that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's something like that. It's along those lines. Yeah. Um. Those are all my notes. But yeah, this movie is. Speaking of Frank Welker, is confirmed as a voice actor in that Mindy Kaling Velma show. <laughs> oh, really? Despite that... not being Fred, because Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny is Fred. Right. 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 It's a good Fred. A good choice for Fred. Um, I like also too. I was reading about in the story for that, and they were like, "Yeah, we were like these characters can be any race except for Fred. Fred is white." And I was like, "That's <laughs> yeah. correct. That's Fred correct. is like white patriarchy. He is very white, white mediocrity. Yeah, and like he could rise above if they ride him that way, but he is definitely the white. The like white their man whole the crew. crew fails upward, but he always takes credit for it, whether or not he had anything to do with it. <laughs> exactly. 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 Well, should we jump into the break and come back and play yeah. a game? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. We What's up everybody? My name is Chance Nichols and I am the host of We Didn't Peak. It's a podcast where I interview people who don't suck. <laughs> I mean, they're people who are chasing their dreams and we talk about their lives, where they've been, where they're going and look, you don't have to be chasing your dreams to not suck. I know plenty of cool people who hate their lives, all right? Boy, this is this is less an advertisement, more an insult. Okay, well, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram at We Didn't Peak. And we're Scooby Snack! And we're Scooby Snack, everybody! Um, okay. Uh, welcome back to How Star Wars Is It? We're talking about 2002's seminal theatrical hit, Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo, baby! Uh, I've got the game this week. We are uh, doing a Mystery Inc. Fantasy draft. Oh yes. So obviously this movie was like we've said a a perfect casting and and career defining specifically for Matthew Lillard. Um, but there have been a million different versions of the Scooby Gang. Like we mentioned, Will Forte's in there. All those new uh-huh. people in this new Velma show. Um, we each need a Shaggy, a Scooby, okay. a okay. Velma, Daphne, and Fred, and they can be from the original series. They can be from live action films. They can be from Scoob. They can be from Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. I know Billy West is in there. Um, I can't remember who the girls are. It could be Kate Micucci. Um, right. Hell, if you want, you can pick, like, Shaggy the Musician as your selection for Daphne. <laughs> so, wait, wait. So we can pick anybody from anything. This is something, anytime uh, Scott Ackerman has an SNL cast member or a former SNL cast member on the show oh, on, yes, on Comedy yes, Bang yes. Bang, he'll be like, all right, who's your fantasy SNL cast? You got to pick uh, something like six people and then you got to pick one person to do update. And people are like, oh God, how do I choose? And they always end up slogging through it and pick like, you know, Eddie Murphy and Chris Farley, whoever. Yeah. And then all every time after they finish, he goes, funny, I probably would have picked Charlie Chaplin uh, yes, and just yes, like yes. name other comedians and other performers who were never on SNL. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So Probably is that what we're Plato, doing? Socrates, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Are we Jesus Christ does update? And Are then we now doing- the only other thing we will do is so there's there's five draft picks, but then there's two other um, or there's three other things to pick. A scenario, which is often okay. tied to a villain. So I, I'll tell you that. Your scenario and your villain, you can pick hand in hand. So it might be like, um, you know, the the glowing undersea diver and the scene, the 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 set they're at is, you know, like a, a coastal town or whatever. Sure. Um, and then plus who the actual person is wearing the costume and the way the gang saves the day. <laughs> are, are, are they, is it the actor playing the person in the costume or the actual... The the character, character and the character's motivations, but give me the actor too. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right. So do we start with Scooby and Shaggy? Yes. So uh, you can go first if you'd like in our draft. We'll just now, alternate. We don't have to do like snake order. Now, is it? Do I get to pick any actor from all of time in history? Um, or you do, do they have to be anybody? Okay. 
It could be Attila the Hun. Anybody. But I also think there are some like Scooby performers who are like, without a doubt, the best choice. Right, 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 right. Uh, I'm going to go with... This is for who? For Scooby? Yes, for Scooby. Okay. Um, it's got to be Scott Inez from Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Great. For, for Scooby. Yeah, he really Cause, got the voice. Because he, he nails that. I don't know how often he did Scooby, but that's a really good Scooby. Yeah, and hang on. Let me... Um, uh, 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 okay. Um, Scott Inez. Let me... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write these down because... Me too, I don't, me I don't too. know for what, but... Um, Looks like he was Scooby in the late 90s and early 1000s. Well, and now I will pick a Scooby, and I'm going to go kind of on the same line here i'm actually going to do kind of what they did with darth vader and darth maul a body motion capture performer oh in a okay. voice performer motion capture of course andy circus of course that's really good and uh man i blew that now though because he'd be a good motion capture for shaggy <laughs> that's also um, true uh andy circus body and Don Messick, Scooby voice. That's the original Scooby from Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, 1969. Nice. That's a good Scooby. Uh, next up is Shaggy. I gotta go Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I just think that would be really great to see. Um, <laughs> and, and we've made such a to-do about Matthew Lillard that it feels terrible to not pick Matthew Lillard. But mm, mm-hmm. let me think here. I've got one. Who's the shaggiest guy around? Gritty. Gritty. <laughs> that's a good that's a good pick. He's very shaggy. <laughs> he would have been a good villain. Shit, he's got a mask. <laughs> he's got a mask on already. Uh, you keep okay. picking Okay. Uh yeah, I, I keep picking the wrong one. Uh next up is Velma. Velma. <sighs> Linda Cardellini's really good. Um I don't love Kate Micucci as Velma. I gotta mm-hmm. say it. She's too like cutesy sounding. Yeah, to yep, me. yep. I don't know why. Let's see. You know what? I'm just gonna say Linda Cardellini because I think she killed it. That's a good. That's a good pick. Yeah. Um, Love to see her opposite Zendaya. And I, um, going back to an earlier episode this month, I am gonna pick Kathy Najimy. <laughs> Ooh, very good. <laughs> that's great. Um. Okay. Next up is Daphne. Pretty girl. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna say maybe this is no. This is too. This is not necessarily funny. It's just like who I think it should be. Uh, what was her? What's her freaking name? Hold on, gotta find it because I can't remember her name. I think Gray Delisle. Ah, yes, Vicky from um, yes, Fairly Odd Parents, among many yes. other uh, voice uh, credits. A uh, 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 very. Uh, prolific voice actor. Not funny, just who I think <clears throat> is a good... No, just a great really down-the-middle, yeah, like proficient voice actor. Now, immediately who came to mind, and you might, you probably don't know who this person is because it's a Drag Race contestant, Gigi Good. Oh, uh, okay. One of her like influences in drag and in fashion is Daphne Blake. Wow, love that. So that crossed my mind, but then I was like, you don't know who that is, so... Like, that's not as fun, and I don't know how many of our listeners know, like, all the drag race people. So I'm going to go with a different um, world-renowned drag performer, Bugs Bunny. (laughs) 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 And if you want to hear why that made Josiah laugh, you should go and listen to our Patreon at patreon.com slash it. We talked about Bugs Bunny this week. And how he is one of the original household name drag performers. I guess you don't have to listen to it now. That's the whole thing. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Bugs Bunny as Daphne is very funny to me. <laughs> and then uh, Fred. Okay, who's the whitest man I can think of? Yeah, good. That's a great way to think about it. <laughs> I said, who's the whitest man I can think of? And Charlie said, Voldemort. Which is a good pick, but I'm not going to use oh, it. Oh, man, that is great. Because I don't want to steal her thunder. That That is a good pick, though. I'm going to say... Charlie gets Voldemort. I'll write that down. Yeah, Charlie gets Voldemort. Um, I'm going to say... You know who I think would be a great Fred? Uh, and who's just a really white man? I'm just going to Google white man and see what comes up. Hmm. This is a tricky one because you have to cast someone who 
they themselves aren't a Fred, like a dickhead. Like Chris yeah, Pratt yeah, yeah, came yeah, yeah. to mind, but I was like, no, because he wouldn't be in on the joke. Exactly. Here's what I'm going to do. This is the one of the whitest men I can think of who's also a good actor, and I think a younger version of him could be a pretty good uh, Fred. Okay. And hell, hell, maybe even a now version of him. I don't know, because like, what's-his-face is freaking a thousand years old and still voices Fred. Yeah. Um, Clark Gregg. <laughs> oh yeah that's a good one he's very white he agent is... phil colson from shield agent phil colson himself is my friend because he's just very white and he's a good actor and i think he would do a good job that's a great choice now i was when you were talking about a really white guy who is a good actor who i was picturing you about to say was Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> That's really But good. I'm not going to go with Peyton Manning. I have to give it up for the OG Frank Welker. Nice, nice, nice. It is Frank, right? I believe so. Uh, yeah, Frank Welker. He's been playing Fred for uh, nigh on a century. <laughs> yeah, like 50 years. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, now, um, you have to come up with... It doesn't have to be an original villain. It can be an established Scooby-Doo villain, but... Um, what villain you want to tell your story about and wh- what the wh- what the setting is. Do you, right. By the way, do you follow the Instagram account Scoobyscapes? No. It's like the hand-painted backgrounds of Scooby-Doo scenes. Oh, I'm going to go follow that right now. It's great. Uh, so pick a kind of like set and setting and the villain and what the villain is like, you know, trying to do. Okay. Hold on. I'm following Scoobyscapes. They're great to follow. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the, and this is from, this is from Monsters Unleashed. Okay. And I'm going to say the, um, let me look and make sure I'm getting the name right. We're going with the Minor 49er. Ah, yes. Um, who is. Like an old prospector. An old prospector guy. That's the fun thing about Monsters Unleashed is they actually used, uh, like monsters from the cartoons. Yeah, that is fun. And I just like Minor 49er because he's got a good name. And so what is... he? He's... I mean, everybody's motivation is to scare people away from whatever the thing yeah. is. Their castle or their, like, production of whatever. Here's what he's doing. Here's what he's doing. He's trying to scare everyone away from uh, a lead mine <laughs> because he wishes it was still called Plumbium. <laughs> Go... Go check out our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash howstarwasisit for more context. Yes. This uh, is, this, we should do more of this where we just make jokes re- rega- referencing our Patreon yeah. and then tell people they have to go listen to that to understand why. Yeah, right. That's, that's great. The people will love that. They'll love that. Um, okay, mine's going to be the number one best character design in all of Scooby-Doo villainry. And there are a lot of great ones, including this, this irradiated deep sea diver guy. But yes, it's yes, not yes. him. It is the space kook. Oh, that's uh, a good one. Who looks just fucking excellent. Yeah. Uh, and let's see, something spacey. He's trying to scare them away from um, leaving bad reviews for The Rise of Skywalker, because that's a space thing. <laughs> and who other, who, who is the space kook behind the mask? J.J. Abrams. Oh, wow. And who's the minor 49er? Oh, um, it's, uh, it's, um, gritty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, secretly gritty. That's great. Man, Gritty had a great showing this week. Yes, really good. He's in both of our movies. (laughs) He's having a really good, a really good year. Wow. Yeah. Is that all of it? Well, that was uh, the Scooby Fantasy Draft. (laughs) Yeah, we did it. Honestly, these are both really good movies that we put together here. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now, if you Google, like, Scooby-Doo villain uh, action figures, there are a handful of good ones that you can get on eBay for fairly cheap. Yes. But the spooky green ghosts with the chains that are like, oh, mm-hmm. um, and the space kook have these beautiful-looking action figures, mm. and they don't exist. It's not like they're hard to find. They were they were released, uh, or not even released. They were displayed at like a Comic Con or a toy show or something in 2020, 
um, to like get people excited and then probably COVID mm. and you now you, like they don't exist yet. And I've been like tracking this toy company. Like when is this release going to happen? <laughs> that That's so crazy. But like any other space kook toy that exists kind of looks shitty because like it's a spacesuit with like a skull face floating inside of it. So it's hard to achieve like floating without just sort of like back painting the, um, the like mask of the spacesuit or even just front painting it. Right. But this is like, it's got a head inside of a, of a dome or whatever. Nice. That's cool. And it looks great. And I want one. Well, if you want to hear us talk more about action figures, go listen to this week's Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Cause we do talk about action figures and that too. Um, we'll see. Let's see. We, we had a couple star Wars, th- uh, points. Um, yes. 2002 CGI family friendly, uh, established, right. established pro- like property with a new take on it, and it's like goopy, and it was shot in Australia. Yep, it has that like fucking Rise of Skywalker shit of like I'm gonna suck your soul out to make my life force yes. or whatever. Yes, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. I can't believe they got away with that. What in Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, he's like I'm gonna suck out your soul like in like fucking every kids movie. Yeah, yeah. It's very derivative. I can't believe it. Yeah. Like, it, it's like the lowest hanging fruit ever. <laughs> it really is. Well, they didn't try. Well, the thing is, Mike, they didn't try very hard in that movie. No, that's true. Um, they kind of just made a movie. Um, it's got bad acting. It's got bad acting. Because Isla Fisher's in it. Because Isla Fisher's <laughs> in it. It's got mixed reviews to negative reviews, uh-huh. uh, which is very Star Wars. Uh, it's got. Not, not many fart jokes in Star Wars, though. Oh, well... Um, Wait, that's not true. There's, like, burps. Yeah, there's the Sarlacc burps. burps um, and then, like, the Gungans are farting all the time. <laughs> and whether or not they're actually farting, they're farting all the time. You know what I mean? Right. They're just, like, slick and wet, so you don't really hear it that much. Yeah, they're constantly going, like... Yeah. You know, oh, that's, a, that's a fart. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. They both have famous luchadors. Um, okay. Oh, wait, no. no, that's wait. That's just this one. That's just this one. Um, is, is there any casting crossover? Oh, Freddie Prince. That's what I was just looking for. Freddie Prince. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's Kanan Jarrus in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Yep, yep. So there's a big one right there. And Sarah Michelle Gellar plays a night sister, I think. Really? Yeah. I gotta look at this right now. She plays someone in Rebels, I believe. Se- a seventh sister. Oh, that's a um, that's an inquisitor. Inquisitor, thank you. Seventh sister, yep. Yeah, that is confusing though because there's the night sisters and like the second and the seventh and the ninth. Yes, and I believe she's in, she's she voiced set the seventh sister in season two of Star Wars Rebels. Yep. Got it. Um, so there's another one. Yeah, a, bi- a big Rebels. It, this this movie has a lot of ties to Attack of the Clones and to Rebels. Yes, very interesting. Which, honestly, that's like a good sample size. If you could only pick two Star Wars things out of a hat and say, like, what is Star Wars? It's yeah. like, it's these two things. A good cartoon and a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. That's very good. Um, um, should, we, should we pick Units of Measure? And, and... He was also in Scream 2. She was. And we covered that on this show. Yes, we did. In what was the name of that month? Uh, did we give it a name? I think it was like Scream Uary or something like that. Pretty pretty rough. That's not a good name. It's it was it's something they, else. They they all sit in the cockpit of an iconic vehicle. That's true. And the view that you often see of them is like due forward. Yes, you yes, know, like yes. Looking from outside through the windshield. This is all good stuff. I think this movie is going to get slightly higher than normal. I'm trying to think of anything else major. Not really good music. I mean, there is music in this movie, but it's kind of like just very like 2002 music, and it's not super memorable. Right. Um, or at least if it is, it's memorable for being kind of bad as opposed to being like good. Yeah. Uh, lots yeah, of man, this, oh, this I mean, movie's a fucking mess. Lo- I, I feel like if I did watch it in earnest as a kid when it came out and I was the right age, I would have been like, treat me with some respect. <laughs> I don't know, because I loved it. And maybe it's just because of all the boobs, but I loved it. I don't know. <laughs> it's might be, that might be the only reason why. Yeah, you're uh, right, maybe. 
But the look, we, we're we're missing out on some of the big stuff because Scooby Doo is classically Star Wars in a lot of ways, and that is sneaking around, costumes, a gang of four people with a big talking brown animal. Yes, yes exactly. So there's like there's the there's the classic Scooby Doo stuff that is just classically Star Wars that's just right there out of the gate, and then everything else about the movie we can tack on to it. They both have Mark McGrath and Sugar Ray in them. Oh, oh, we know that's just Scooby-Doo. That's just Scooby-Doo. Yeah, they do have Sugar Ray, which is interesting. Um, um, let's give it a rating, baby. Yeah, cool. I'm gonna Oh, s- wait a second. What? In 2017, the 15th anniversary of the release of the film, James Gunn, the film's screenwriter, revealed in a Facebook post... Okay, what is this? That there was an R-rated cut of Scooby-Doo and that CGI was used to remove cleavage of the female cast members. What? That cannot be. I don't think that's true. Neither of those can be true. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. Because that, that goes against what he said in later stuff. Yeah. Where did you read that? This is on the Wikipedia. Oh, that's weird. Um, That's very weird. Because I'll, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of... there's if, if CGI was used to remove cleavage, then they'd left a lot in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it must have just been because it was the early days of CGI. Yeah. I don't know. That's That seems wrong. Maybe they removed it from background actors and gave it to Daphne and Velma. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna sk- I'm gonna go with Hot Peppers. Oh, and the villain who is a family member was inside of a cyborg suit. That's also true. That's some Empire Strikes Back shit That's right there. Very, very much true. Um, you're gonna give it Hot Peppers. I'm gonna give it like grody little like spermy souls of teenagers yes so weird this movie is so weird everyone watch it and please tell me how much you like it or hate it yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a solid five yeah i was gonna give it a six yeah let's do it man a five and a six there you have it uh well there you go folks that's scooby-doo the 2002 live action movie uh it's a masterpiece and it's very, Mike is just like, Ugh. I love it. It's terrible, and I love it. Um, go watch it, everyone, and please email us and tweet us and tell us how you like it. See if you can. Um, what's the ratio of fart battle scene to Roddy Piper fight scene in They Live? Make a side by side video, kind of like what we're seeing right now on Zoom. Yeah. Our faces are next to each other with both clips running, and then when the fart scene ends, have it just repeat because I'm sure it's the shorter of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they perfectly line up? Is it like exactly four to one? I'm sure that they line up exactly. <laughs> or that, like twenty to one. <laughs> I bet James Gunn did it on purpose. He was like, "This is fart battle is my alley fight." Yeah, he's like, "Look, there's a lot of similarities to They Live. We're just gonna add another one in." It's yeah, and it's a fart battle, which is the alley fight. Um, I can't believe that. <laughs> I was just like gobsmacked that there was a fucking fart battle. <laughs> I was going to say earlier, like that isn't necessarily in the spirit of the original cartoon. No. It's, they, it's not really like farts and burps and stuff, you know? And it's also not like karate and guns. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's a weird adaptation. It's a very weird adaptation. Because yeah. the casting is great. The characters are good. But then the adaptation itself and the story surrounding it is, like, not good. Right. It's weird. It's a very weird adaptation. Um, But that's all. So do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at House Stories Is It on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com, which is funny, and we wish you would. That's right. And we did a lot of stuff recently on the Patreon. Mike, tell them about it. Yes, go visit patreon.com slash house star wars is it. If you want more of this nonsense, we do a weekly bonus episode and a monthly long form film commentary or RPG. We've got a whole cool back catalog of all sorts of shit. We've been doing it for over a year, so there's yeah hours more stuff on there that you can unlock all of for only five dollars a month you also get access to our discord channel where you can uh chat with us we we uh we did an improv show on a recent uh yes we uh, did patreon episode and we used a uh suggestion from our discord for that uh herald that we did so um yeah, there's a lot more fun over there on patreon if you want go check uh, it out if you want more of this everybody go check it out um 
And we've got... Uh, I sang four karaoke songs last night, and we've been recording for like over two and a half hours, so my voice is tired. Yep, That's my plug. It's time to be done. We're, we've got anarchy shows on Thursday nights at 1030. Mike and I will be in those occasionally. Go check it yeah, out. If you're in Chicago, come see an anarchy show. We'll we'll post about them yeah. probably. We'll, like if, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, if, if there's at least one that we're both in, we will post on behalf of the podcast. Yes. Like, this is the one to come see. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. But we're done. It's been a long night. So, sandwiches of Star Wars, it's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. So, like we always say, we love we you. We love you. Bad man, boy. <laughs> Be with you. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. I didn't even mention... Well, we've already covered this before, but there's that shaggy character who's like a Jedi in training in the Tartakovsky oh, uh, yes. Clone Wars. His name is like Shaggy. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. That's so a big... that's a Star Wars thing. I'll, I'll change my rating to a six now. <laughs> and this is after the podcast. This is this is the part where people are already going to their next podcast and they skip this whole thing. <laughs> yep, they don't even know. It's here. <laughs>